A recipe for a good day brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores, your neighborhood store. Why fight the lines at the big box chains when Little General Convenience Stores has what you need? Selling only the best quality brands like Gorelick Farms, Boston Salads, Prepared Foods, KM, and Purdue. Little General also sells lottery, tobacco products, and yes, of course, your stop for your daily newspapers. Weekly specials change every Monday, so check online at littlegeneral.com for this week's specials. Plus, littlegeneral.com is the place to go for the delicious recipes you heard here on A Recipe for a Good Day with Chef Gary. So whether you're picking up food or products for your home or if you're looking for food or coffee on the go, shop your neighborhood store. Little General Convenience Stores, open eight days a week. can't hear Gary singing along with the music. That's because he's not in studio. That's right. Recipe for a good day. You and me to Radio Make 3. Jeff Kamash alone in studio. Chef Gary McLaughlin in his secret bunker test kitchen deep beneath Constitution Hill. Working on some great products for low general convenience stores. Your convenience store with more and host of Recipe for a Good Day. Little General Convenience Stores. We thank them for being the sponsor of this program. That's just your weekly food destination every Wednesday morning. So without Gary, what are we going to have today? Well, we're going to have what you expect. Little General Convenience Store specials. We're going to have great recipes tied to some of these items. It's amazing how they're able to maintain some of these prices and specials during what is a very difficult shopping season below General Convenience Stores, along with their suppliers working hard to keep the food affordable for you. And we're certainly glad they did. We'll get into what's on sale this week, now through Close of Business Sunday, very shortly. But we do start out, even when Chef Gary is not here, with a shout-out. And we have to shout-out to all the graduates, the families of the graduates, and, yes, the school faculties who have made an impact in these young people's lives, getting them ready to form the future of this country. So a shout-out to all the graduates. Every day there's great coverage in local media, whether it's WNRI recognizing the graduate names, as you just heard a moment ago, or the local papers who are continuing to recognize some of these salutatorians and valedictorians and great graduation coverage that you're seeing in the media. So how about a shout-out to the media as well for pointing out the achievements of these young people in our communities. So congratulations to all the graduates and, of course, the upcoming Woonsocket High School graduates, which look like they will have a beautiful Friday graduation. Of course, when it's nice weather, it's outside at the lovely grounds of Barry Field. And when it rains, it's inside. And uh, we, we know how that impacts families because, of course, more people can attend an outdoor graduation then an indoor graduation. And that's one of the beauties of when it is outside. Family and friends can gather in large numbers to celebrate this momentous occasion in the lives of our young people. And, of course, getting ready to steer the future of our country, state, and community. So a shout-out to all the uh, now uh, to all the graduates. Now, normally, uh, Chef Gary uh, does a... Woo. Now, I, I will confess, I am not much of a wooer. I never have been much 
of a wooer. So, no, I will not be giving a, um, a woo ad as of this time. But we do have the WNRI seal of approval. Never thought you'd appreciate Gary's woos as much as you just did there, did you? He'll return to the studio next week. Again, busy in his bunker test kitchen, cooking away for the delight of... And what a week for him to have missed because, you know, he's always jabbing me about not having leftovers for him. You hear him cry and whine. About. I have such a leftover buffet here this week. I had to eat most of it. So I am a little full in the belly as I talk to you today. We had some uh, Italian grilled chicken over my custom five cheese pasta dish. Roger enjoyed some during the morning program. And uh, well, Gary, you're not here to enjoy these leftovers. So I had to Put a big dent in the remainder of all weeks to miss Gary is leftover bonanza here at WNRI. But hey, it's just more for me to eat. Uh, we're going to get to the specials in a moment, but I also want to give a shout out to uh, Fancy Nancy. Thank you, Nancy, for bringing in some more cookbooks. So uh, we add these to the uh, rack, the uh, shaker cookbook. Unique recipes that have made shaker cooking, baking, and canning famous throughout the world. We'll take a look at that. A book called Handwritten Recipes. Booksellers' collection of curious and wonderful recipes forgotten between the pages. And uh, I did peruse this book earlier, and thankfully, Roger Bouchard had no handwritten recipes. Sometimes his handwriting can be hard to read. Meals from the Mance, and this is a cookbook with favorite recipes from the wives of great preachers and devotional gems for homemakers. Very curious about this book. We'll take a look through here and uh, see what we can offer on the recipe for a good day. And a boxcar children cookbook. And uh, these are recipes that apparently are inspired by the boxcar children mysteries. I haven't read those mysteries, but I do like a good mystery. Uh, 67 easy recipes, and I, I do like the New England boiled dinner, the infamous corned beef. Maybe we'll get to that around St. Patrick's Day, and some um, interesting short easy recipes. I'm sure we'll be sharing some. Uh, well, this is really nicely organized. So thank you, Fancy Nancy, for those. I did uh, stop by, so a hearty hello to a place called Twice Treasured, a thrift store on St. Paul Street at the St. Paul Church. And I picked up some uh, lovely cookbooks there. I really like the, uh, there's a few series I really like. One of them is the uh, favorite brand name uh, cookbook series. I picked up one here that features Nora Ann Lipton. Yeah, and actually, we'll share one of those recipes today tied to one of the specials. Got a nice Del Monte easy and delicious cookbook there as well. Great prices and a nice selection. So it was a good week for cookbooks. Thanks to the thrift stores and uh, Fancy Nancy for another donation. And all those who have brought in uh, cookbooks, just know that we do look through them. And uh, we do share recipes from my cookbook collection every program here. And I thank the listening audience 
audience for helping that grow, especially for some of these great old-time cookbooks that you just can't buy anymore today. I deeply appreciate it. Well, now it's time to find out what's on sale at all Little General locations. And keep in mind, these are now close of, uh, through close of business on Sunday, and the Sunday close of business is 10 a.m. So let's get down to business from our friend Hummel Brothers, more lunch meat specials. And it's just, again, I want to thank Little General and the suppliers for putting the effort in to um, give us these great specials during what is a very difficult shopping time. But Little General is stepping up to the plate once again. Ham off the bone from Hummel Brothers, $5.99 a pound. And they've also brought their wonderful, and Hummel Brothers it really is wonderful. It's my preferred pastrami. Pastrami rounds just eight ninety nine a pound with some melted provolone cheese, some mustard, nice toasted bread. Mm, that's a delicious sandwich right there. So Hummel Brothers, uh, two products, ham off the bone, five ninety nine a pound, and pastrami rounds eight ninety nine a pound. From Lando Lakes to go with that wonderful ham off the bone. How about some American cheese, whole white American cheese by the leading brand Lando Lakes. It's five ninety nine a pound. Purdue with their carving turkey breast, which is one of my new food addictions. Thinly sliced turkey breast sandwiches with a mild cheddar cheese. I love it. Seven ninety nine a pound at Low General Stores. And that is by again Purdue. Uh, let's get into some of the meat deals for this week. How about petite sirloin steaks? Wonderful cut of meat. Just five ninety nine a pound. Cube steak is on sale, five ninety nine a pound. And today we're going to offer a few recipes and ideas when working with cubed steak. Again, on sale for just five ninety nine a pound. One of the big features of today's program will feature uh, recipes for Italian sausages, whether hot or sweet. And there is a wonderful deal for the Italian sausage, hot or sweet, your choice, just five ninety nine a pound. And we're going to feature some recipes. That's really, I guess you would call that the centerpiece of today's program. Uh, if you're looking for things to go uh, with your sandwiches, how about some oriental noodle salad by Boston Salads, just four ninety nine a pound, part of the little general sale items. And, of course, uh, the chicken leg quotas, which were very popular last week, do uh, return this week, and this is the deal of the week, chicken leg quarters. And by the way, these are not just any chicken leg quarters. And uh, to replicate uh, the legs of Gary McLaughlin, they have shaved these legs. Chicken leg quarters, just 99 cents a pound. And these have a good amount of skin on them as well. Um, we bought a couple of pounds. We froze a couple of pounds looking down the future because when I make a chicken soup, this is my preferred way to go. Uh, not that I have. Uh, the dark meat gives a nice flavor in the soup. Normally not a big dark meat eater, but in a soup, I do enjoy it. Plus, I'm a little bit lazy when it comes to pulling the bones out. And uh, deboning a chicken breast for a soup can be uh, a tough task. These are so easy to work with. And there's also a ton of skin on them. And when that breaks down in that broth, boy, that gives you the flavor you're looking for. We're not going to talk chicken soup today, but we have a nice, easy recipe to go with those chicken leg quarters again on sale. Only 99 cents a pound. So take advantage of that sale 
It was there last week. It may not be around next week. So load up on those chicken leg quarters. They do freeze nice. And if you do store them properly, you can get a good three months in the freezer out of them, which would take you right into soup season. For desserts, Ben and Jerry's ice cream, pints, just four ninety nine a pound of assorted flavors. And boy, these... I was when I pulled down the uh, the what I call the menu, if you will, what to work with from the Little General Convenience Store's website, littlegeneral.com. And on Monday morning, I hit there to see what the concepts were for this week's program. I was excited and uh, curious about the Good Humor Oreo ice cream bars. Doesn't that sound delicious? You deserve one today. Good Humor Oreo ice cream bars. It's a six pack. The unit cost breaks down to less than one. $1 a bar. Those ice cream bars is $5.89 for a six-pack Good Humor Oreo ice cream bars. It sounds like a deal that you can't go wrong. Half and half cream on sale, $3.89 for a quart. And lactose-free milk from Gorelick. Yes, you can enjoy milk even if you're lactose intolerant. Lactose-free milk, just $4.99 for a half gallon. All these items and more available at Low General Convenience Stores. These sales prices, in effect, now through close of business Sunday. Well, fasten your seatbelt, folks. We're going to get to the recipe world in a moment. And just to remind you, our sponsor for Recipe for a Good Day, Low General Convenience Stores. Recipe for a Good Day, brought to you by Little General Convenience Stores, with six locations for your shopping needs throughout the Blackstone Valley, 2-in-1 Socket, Manville Road, and Cumberland Hill Road, Great Road, North Smithfield, Front Street in Lincoln, Chapel Street in Boroughville, and Central Avenue in Pawtucket. Always hot, always fresh coffee stations to get your day started. Grab and go meals, perfectly prepared for you, whether it's for an easy lunch to get you through your work day, or to make an easy, satisfying dinner to end your day. And of course, delicious deli items from top-of-the-line lunch meats to top-of-the-line steak and chicken products. Oh, and of course, always fresh ground hamburg. Stay up to date on each week's sale items by going online at littlegeneral.com. Your convenience store with more. Little General, where you always get a smile, a please, and a thank you. Open every day, including today. Proud sponsors of Recipe for a Good Day, Little General Convenience Stores. Salami, Tommy. Give it the gravy, baby. Everybody eats when they come to my house. Try a tomato plate, too. Here's Cacciatore, Dory. Taste the bologna, Tony. Everybody eats when they come to my house. I fix your favorite dishes. Hoping this good food fills ya. Work my hands to the bone in the kitchen alone. You better eat if it kills you. Pass me a pancake, mandrake. Having a derby, derby. Look in the fender, mandel. Everybody eats when they come to my house. The old Cab Calloway, everybody eats when they come. To, everybody eats when they walk in the house after work. And by everybody, I mean uh, the first people there. Baxter, my little furry friend Baxter, is there looking for whatever he can get. And, of course, the kitties, pebbles, and bam, bam. So the first thing I do, I do when I, I do get home, of course, is, um, yeah, feed the animals. And then I get to feed myself. 
All right, we're going to get down to some cube steak talk right now. And again, cube steaks, one of the great sale items at little general convenience stores, just $5.99 a pound. And what to do with the cube steak? Of course, there's so many different things you can do with a cube steak. Uh, we're going to keep up with our theme. We've been wanting to offer, as we move through the warmer months of the year, the idea of not heating up your kitchen to eat and using a slow cooker. And yeah, we are actually going to start out with a slow cook recipe for your cube steak. Yes, indeed. Uh, and you can, yes, cook cube steak in a slow cooker. Why not? Of course, it benefits from that long time slow cook, just like any other meat. And of course, it gives you a tender cube steak. Other than cooking it in an instant pot, it's the best way to actually make this cut of beef. I like it better than actually cooking the cube steak on the stove top. It does take a little time and of course it doesn't uh, heat up your kitchen. So what are you going to be putting into this ingredient for a slow cooker cube steak? Well, we're going to have some sliced onions and Worcestershire sauce. Of course, you might use a limited onion soup mix, but instead here we're actually using sliced onion and some Worcestershire sauce, the combination heaven for our taste buds. Mushrooms. And again, we're not going to use a cream of mushroom soup, although you could substitute that. We're going to use fresh mushrooms here. Uh, I do typically buy them pre-sliced and it saves me some of my time and effort of holding those little mushrooms in my steak and it keeps my fingertips from being cut because I'm still a little novice when it comes to my knife work. Uh, diced tomatoes. Here I do buy the canned version. Uh, we do uh, drain them. Uh, you can make up, make up your mind here. Now, if you're going to use a fire roasted or a seasoned tomato, keep in mind that'll vary the taste of your meal. You're going to need some cube steak, of course. Cube steak, uh, which is on sale for five ninety nine a pound at all little general locations. And salt and pepper with some cornstarch. But if you don't have cornstarch, you could use some all-purpose flour. So we're going to talk about crock-pot cooking of cube steaks with this recipe. And it's as easy as one, two, three. Step one, easy enough. Add the ingredients. Add the onion, the sliced mushroom, the diced tomatoes, and the Worcestershire sauce into your crock pot. Uh, we're going to season those cube steaks with the salt and pepper. And just going to nestle them and rest them right there into the crock pot. So you've got the ingredients, the onions, the mushrooms, the diced tomatoes. Drain those tomatoes. Worcestershire sauce in there. Uh, season those cube steaks with the salt and pepper. Drop them on the crock pot, and we're going to add uh, some uh, some water and cornstarch a little bit after here in step three. But uh, we're going to add just a little bit of water into the crock pot to cook it on low heat five to six hours, and that meat will be cooked and through and tender. A lot of times when we're talking about uh, low heat uh, cooking on the crock pot, we're talking seven to eight hours. But keep in mind, these are cube steaks. They have those ventilation holes in them. They'll cook quicker. So even on a low cook here, you're only going to be cooking them for about five or six hours. As far as making your gravy recipe, we're going to use some cold water and cornstarch here to make the gravy. And when you mix the 
two ingredients added into the pot, and it'll thicken all those yummy juices and turn into a gravy as it thickens. And again, after the meat becomes tender, we're adding the gravy in there, and it's only going to cook for about 20 to 30 minutes, and you'll notice that the gravy thickens right up, of course, uh, as your slow cooker cube steak recipe. So what to serve with this? If you're looking to serve something on the side, you can use some classic mashed potatoes, egg noodles, or perhaps even lay a bed of rice and drop the cube steak with the mixture over it and let those gravies that have been mixing in that uh, in that crock pot seep right into the rice. If you're looking for a different vegetable side, why not go with some Italian green beans or even some sautéed carrots would go nicely. But cube steak, yes, it can be cooked in a slow cooker if you don't want to heat up your kitchen. And the key ingredient, little general cube steak, part of the great sale for $5.99 a pound. Now, you can substitute here if you want. No worries. If you didn't want to use the cube steak, you got those petite sirloin steaks. So you can, yes, slow cook a uh, sirloin steak as well if you chose to do so. But we featured on the cube steak recipes for this slow cook meal. Now to do something, let's take it a little more adventurous. Let's take it up a notch on something on both presentation and, uh, yes, a little more effort here for the grilled cube steak. We're going to make grilled cube steak roll-ups today. And uh, this is going to be the feature recipe for cube steaks. It's a little more intensive. A little more work and a few more ingredients. You're going to look for, and again, when we do give the ingredients here on Recipe for a Good Day, we don't expect you to have uh, the, the the pen and paper out taking shorthand and trying to catch every word I say. That's why Loyal General Convenience Stores has the shows placed right on their website for your enjoyment whenever you're ready to get into one of these recipes. So you visit littlegeneral.com. You'll notice at the bottom of every page, listen to a recipe for a good day. And you can catch the ingredients on your own pace at your own time. Or maybe it's not something you're looking to make this weekend. We do also list the uh, the menu, as we call it, on each edition so you can see what that show offers. But uh, we're going to give you the grilled cube steak roll-up recipe. And this is going to probably require four or five pieces of cube steaks. You can make that call and see how it's packaged at Little General Convenience Stores. But again, it's a $5.99 a pound sale. I figure you're probably going to walk away with at least two pounds here of the cube steak. Uh, we're going to give you a marinade recipe in a moment. Uh, two ounces of cream cheese softened. You're also going to need some bacon, maybe about five or six pieces of bacon, uh, raw bacon, by the way, and some fresh parsley. Uh, the marinade, uh, let's cover the marinade first because you're going to marinate your meat before you cook it. We're going to make our own marinade here. We're going to need some ingredients. They list as a half cup of olive oil, a quarter cup of Worcestershire sauce, six tablespoons of soy sauce, low-sodium soy sauce. Uh, at the end, you'll find it's too salty if it is not. So low-sodium soy sauce, a quarter cup of some minced garlic, a half cup of me- of a medium onion chopped, yellow onion preferred, uh, one tablespoon of pepper, 
one tablespoon of crushed dried rosemary, three tablespoons of whatever your favorite steak seasoning is, whether it's a steakhouse seasoning. You just want to be careful that uh, if you do, maybe a bourbon steakhouse season would be nice. Um, and uh, I might even try um, my maple steakhouse seasoning. Why not? Three tablespoons of steak sauce. If you use A1, that's fine. But whatever your steak sauce of choice is, you're going to utilize that here with three tablespoons. That's your marinade. So you're going to take your marinade ingredients we just listed, drop them into a blender in puree, and get out a glass dish or some sort of maybe a double zip bag. Uh, and you're going to put the meat in the bag or in the glass dish. Pour that marinade over it, and you're going to place it in your refrigerator. Now, again, we've talked about the length of marinating. And it depends on how long you want to wait before you cook this meal up. Uh, so you can do it a minimum of two hours ahead of time and let that steak marinate. And it'll really get in the nooks and crannies of that cube steak. Or you can do it the night before, let it settle in the fridge overnight, and uh, you can actually marinate it up to 24 hours. Um, so the longer you marinate, the more tender and the more flavor that gets into your meat. But remember, when you do take it out of the fridge, you're not going to reuse the marinade that had the raw meat sitting in it overnight in your fridge. Discard that. So you've marinated your steaks in the fridge for whatever length of time you choose to do that for. And we are going to head outside and use our grill. So preheat your grill on high with the lid closed. And while that, that grill is heating up, you can remove the steaks from the refrigerator and take them out of the marinade and just rest them on some paper towels to drain out excess marinade. Uh, warm the softened cream cheese in the microwave, but you're only doing it for very few seconds here. Very few seconds. You know, you don't want to melt it. You want it to be soft and workable. You want the cream cheese to be very soft, similar to like a runny cake frosting, but not liquid. Uh, combine the cream cheese with the minced parsley and spread a thin layer of that cream cheese over one side of the cube steak. Now, begin at, uh, take a look at that piece of meat, and you're going to see a, probably likely a shorter end. That's where you're going to begin. So you're going to begin there, and you're going to roll that steak up. You don't have to roll it tight, 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 um, but you do want to roll it up. We are making a cube steak roll up, after all. Uh, spirally wrap a piece of bacon around. That's why you're using raw bacon here. Take a uh, raw piece of bacon and wrap a piece of bacon around that steak. Then you're going to use a toothpick. And you can use one or two, and you're just going to secure it at the end. So if you start on one end of that rolled piece of cube steak, uh, all you're going to do, and again, by the way, you've uh, laid that uh, cream cheese uh, concoction on one side. That's going to be the inside of the roll-up. The outside will have just the meat and then the bacon placed on top of it. Now, you can use toothpicks or you can use skewers. Uh, if you do um, use skewers, you're probably going to use the skewers with more than one roll-up on it to hold it together. It gets a little trickier. Toothpicks are nice. You can remove them when, you're, when you want to, and you can deal with each piece of meat individually on its rotation. Uh, and the toothpick is merely there 
to, to hold it together until it begins to take form during its cooking process. And it's not a bad idea. Remember, if you're using a wood skewer or even the wooden toothpicks to soak them a little bit so they just don't burn up when they touch the grill. So um, still, if you're using wooden toothpicks or wooden skewers, do soak them before being used in this application. But spiral wrap that piece of bacon around the steak. Um, turn the burners on your grill down to a medium heat. And, of course, you are oiling your your grill great uh, and place the grill roll up the cubed steak roll ups on one side for several minutes in order to sear the meat and you're going to keep turning it you're going to sear the meat as it turns once it is seared turn the heat down to a low heat and continue to grill with the lid closed and you're going to continue to turn these for about every five minutes until it's done you're probably looking at around 25 to 30 minutes or so for this thing to cook completely and again we're talking at a low heat here and not a high heat meanwhile all that bacon grease is seeking in to that cube steak along with that marinade on the inside that is again uh, coming out of that meat so it might drip watch for some flare-ups and of course we've talked in prior editions how you can protect your grill from flare-ups with uh, tenting of foils or drip pans and you can go on lowjournal.com and hear past editions of general maintenance and uh, ideas on working with your grill but once it is done you have a delicious cubed steak roll-up uh, with that, you just take them out and you pull out those uh, the skewers or you pull out the toothpicks. It will hold its form. And what to serve with that? Well, the, the choice is yours. Uh, green vegetables are always great with beef products. So you have asparagus, green beans, or maybe some sort of sort of sweet peas. And I would go, I like, I'm in a fry mode lately. So I've been going with some hand-cut French fries, but a nice uh, baked potato would go well as well with the grilled cube steak roll-ups. Grilled cube steak, part of the sales at Low General Convenience Stores, five ninety-nine a pound. With this bacon roll-up cooked on your grill, you'll have a satisfied family licking their fingers afterwards. So enjoy that cube steak recipe. We're going to get into the world of sausage when we do return here from Low General Convenience Stores. Meanwhile, we remind you to take part in the program. And if you happen to make something this summer that comes out exceptional, please do share that recipe with us so we can share it with our listening family here of Recipe for a Good Day. Or maybe you have a topical question, you can send it to chef at WNRI.com. If you have a question from your kitchen or a recipe you'd like to share, we'd love to hear from you. Just email the show at chef at WNRI.com. That's chef at WNRI.com. All right, let's get down to some chicken talk here on Recipe for a Good Day. A quick chicken recipe before we get into sausage. And we're going to make an easy offering. This is from one of the new cookbooks of uh, favorite brand names. And we are going to be dealing with some easy seasoning. Seasonings doesn't have to be a difficult thing. There are many products on the market, including companies like Lipton. So when you see some of these soup mixes, they're not just for soups. They make great seasoning packets as well. And this is a 
herbed chicken and vegetable dish, a family favorite. And it does feature an envelope of Lipton recipe secrets, savory herb with garlic soup mix. And that is just for seasoning. We Again, we are not making a soup, but this is a very easy dish to make. Uh, what you're going to need is some all-purpose potatoes. About two medium all-purpose potatoes, thinly sliced, just about one pound, if you will. Two medium carrots, peeled and sliced. Four bone-in chicken pieces, about two pounds. And again, we have the chicken leg quarters on sale, 99 cents a pound. So your meat investment, $2 for this recipe. A third cup of water, a tablespoon of olive oil or vegetable oil, and one envelope, again, of Lipton Recipe Secrets, Savory Herb, and Garlic Soup Mix. It's a one-dish and a slow cook, a preheat oven to 425, and a broiler pan without the rack. Place the potatoes and the carrots. That is going to be essentially your rack inside your roast pan. So you're going to let that meat cook right on top of the potatoes and the carrots. So you're going to put your potatoes, your carrots down as the bed, arrange your chicken leg quarters on top, leave that skin on. That's absolutely fine uh, if you want something. And again, if you're always looking to cut down uh, calories or fat intake, you can remove the skin for a healthier cook. If you want the flavor, leave the skin on. Place the potatoes and the carrots, arrange the chicken on top, and just pour that soup mix blended with water and oil over the chicken and vegetables. That's the third cup of water we talked about and that tablespoon of either olive or vegetable oil. I would use olive oil in my kitchen, but use whatever you have there. Uh, you're going to pour that soup mix, uh, blend it with the water and oil over the chicken, over the vegetables. You're going to bake it uncovered, so that'll help that skin get where you want it to be for a delightful treat. And you're going to bake it uncovered for about four, 40 minutes or so at 425. And you'll notice the chicken is no longer pink. The vegetables become tender. So in about 10 minutes prep time and about 40 minutes cook time, you do have this wonderful herb, chicken and vegetables. Now, you can deal with it with a slow cooker as well. If you want to keep the heat out of your kitchen, place all the ingredients in the slow cooker, arranging it the same way in the slow cooker. You're still going to put your potatoes and your carrots and your chicken on top. The only difference is you're going to be cooking it covered, obviously, because it's a slow cooker. And you can make your choice here. You can cook it on high. And then, of course, you're going to pour that um, that herb and garlic soup mixed with the water and the olive oil on top the same way, whether it is in the uh, roast broiling pan, roasting pan, or whether it's in the slow cooker. Uh, if you're going to cook it on high in the slow cooker, four hours. If you're going to cook it on low, it'll cook in six to eight hours. I prefer, if I'm going to use a slow cooker, to use a low heat. And I would go with the six to eight hours. And it's just a easy, delightful, delicious dish in your kitchen. And using the slow cooker really will keep your kitchen from heating up. So there's our uh, chicken leg quarter recipe. Again, they are on sale again. Take advantage of it. Just just 99 cents a pound. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. 
Oh, phooey. I forgot to listen to Recipe for a Good Day. How do I go shopping now? What's on sale this week? I don't know what to feed Punky the Monkey. Well, Anna Marie, we have you covered all at LilGeneral.com. That's where you can find out what's on sale this week at all Little General locations. And now can listen to past editions of Recipe for a Good Day. Just go to LilGeneral.com. You'll see the tab for the weekly flyer. Click that. You'll see the specials this week at all Little General locations. And at the bottom of the page, you'll see the link to listen to Recipe for a Good Day. So if you miss a show or are unable to write down a recipe, now you can go listen anytime at your time at LilGeneral.com. Little General Stores is ready to serve you every day with great locally roasted coffee, as well as the best prices for all your deli meats. Little General Convenience Stores, we're here for you. And those deli meat sales this week, ham off the bone by Hummer Brothers, just $5.99 a pound. You want to take it a little upscale, Hummer Brothers and Little General Convenience Stores getting together for an $8.99 a pound sale for pastrami rounds. And don't forget that whole white American cheese by Land Lakes, just $5.99 a pound. And the other lunch meat sale this week, it's from Purdue, carving turkey breast, just seven ninety nine a pound. So plenty of lunch meat choices that make a quick, easy lunch. And, of course, the fine little general breads combined with those to make a wonderful sandwich. I do lightly toast it. And do remember, if you are one that doesn't like crust on your sandwiches and you're going to lightly toast the bread, just take a, uh, a long-edge knife and just trim right at the crust of the bread before you toast your bread rather than after it and that'll give you a nice nice piece of crustless bread to make your toast if toast sandwiches if you eat with your pinkies up like i do uh so we have a few um sausage offerings for you of course sausage one of the great items on sale and you have your choice hot or sweet sausage for just 5.99 a pound and really with these recipes, I think the choice is really yours, whether you want it uh, spicy, Italian sausage, or if you want the sweet sausage, um, you, you can make the judgment in, in your home. They are both on sale for $5.99 a pound. The other choice we'll talk about after this uh, first recipe is why uh, and when and how to remove them from their skins. But this uh, recipe we're going to talk about first. You can leave them uh, in the uh, skin for this one. Uh, we are going to be making chicken and, chicken and sausage stew. It's 15 minutes of prep, about an hour of cooking, and it yields a handsome amount of food. So if you have a large family or a get-together, this might be something that you consider. Uh, you're going to get a, uh, about three to four pounds of some uh, chicken here because it's chicken and sausage. So we're going to utilize the, uh, the leg quarters, which are on sale for 99 cents a pound here. Uh, we're going to use uh, two quarts of water, two pounds of hot Italian sausage links. Again, if you don't want it hot, you can use sweet, six bacon strips, why not, two garlic cloves minced, a tablespoon of minced fresh parsley, a teaspoon of dried oregano, one can, about 16 ounces of crushed tomatoes, one can, about eight ounces of tomato sauce, one's, uh, eight, ounce of, eight ounces of some elbow macaroni, you're going to cook and drain it as you normally would, you're going to use some salt and pepper for seasonings and some fresh parsley to uh, top it off. Easy directions here. You're going to uh, take your chicken and you're going to debone that chicken off of the chicken leg quarters and go ahead and 
and uh, shred that up. And you're going to put the chicken in the water in a Dutch oven, bring it to a boil, skim off any fat, reduce heat, cover and simmer for some uh, 30 to 45 minutes, and then the chicken will be tender. Meanwhile, puncture the skins of the sausages. You can use toothpicks, you can use a fork, but you want to puncture, puncture some holes in the skin of that sausage, then place it into a small saucepan and cover it with water. Bring that to a boil and cook it for about 20 to 30 minutes until it is no longer pink. Drain that sausage in a large skillet, uh, then brown the sausages on all sides, cool and cut into bite-sized pieces, and you can leave the skin on for this. In a small skillet, uh, cook the bacon over some medium heat until it's nice and crisp, draining that grease out. Use a slotted spoon to remove paper towel the bacon to get that excess grease out of there. And uh, reserve uh, two tablespoons, though, of the uh, drippings from the pan for some flavor. Uh, just a little bit. We'll add that later. Meanwhile, crumble that bacon, set it aside in the drippings, saute that garlic until it's tender. So you're going to use those bacon drippings to saute your garlic. Think of that delicious flavor. Remove the chicken from your Dutch oven. Cool. Drain broth. Skim off the fat and reserve yourself a few cups of that broth, maybe up to five cups of that broth. Remove the chicken from the bones and cut it. Again, you've had it cut into bite-sized pieces. And you're going to pour the reserved chicken broth into the Dutch oven. You're going to add in the bite-sized pieces of chicken, the bite-sized pieces of sausage, the crumbled-up garlic uh, the, the, that has been sautéed in the bacon grease. You're going to put that bacon, parsley, and oregano in there as well. And you're going to return it to a boil, then reduce your heat and let it simmer. It's only about 10 to 15 minutes. Then at the end, you're going to stir in the tomatoes and tomato sauce, the macaroni, the salt and pepper. And you're just going to simmer for maybe 10 minutes longer until it's heated up together. And if you want to put a little extra parsley on there, it never hurt anybody. And you have a beautiful, easy dish, chicken and sausage stew, utilizing two sale items in this menu. Item the cube st- uh, the uh, the chicken at ninety nine cents a pound and the hot or sweet Italian sausage five ninety nine a pound. That's your chicken and sausage stew. A little more intensive. Now that left the skin on the sausage. Now let's talk about removing the sausage casings, which are really there only to hold and shape the filling so it can be cooked. Now there are some who like the bite and the snap of of the sausage lover uh, when they bite in to get that little snap of the skin but sometimes you want to release that wonderful meat uh, for other purposes and that's what we're going to do here so the easiest way to remove a sausage casing is to remove it while the sausage is uncooked they can remove much easily with a simple sharp kitchen knife and just uh, lay the sausage down and cut the sausage end to end with the tip of the knife. But this is where you want the knife to be sharp. So you're not pressing down deep into the sausage or you're not pressing it, having it slide off the left or the right because your knife is dull. And maybe it may be too dull to cut that, but it's not dull enough to cut your skin on your fingertips. So a sharp, sharp knife will make it easier. Just do be careful in your handling. And uh, you just want to pierce the casing. You don't want to cut all the way through this sausage. Um, and then you can uh, flip the sausage over, cut down end to end with a knife, flip sausage over, cut side down, grab the split casing on one end with your thumb and forefinger and just slowly and easily peel back that casing.
casing. Now, you can use the ground sausage uh, for many purposes now that you have it out of the casings. Um, if you want to make it a little easier just before slicing, you can actually stick that uncooked sausage in the freezer, but not very long, maybe 10, maybe 15 minutes before you slice it. And what that'll do is that'll prevent the filling from sticking to the casing and just make it easier to peel that casing back. But you can remove sausage casings for um, for partially boiled sausage. Uh, you can still do that. It's a little more care. It's, it's still an easy process, though. So if you simmer your sausage in hot water for just two to three minutes, then remove the sausage from the hot water. Rinse it under cold water in order to stop it from cooking any further. So the cold water will halt the cooking process that's happening inside the sausage. You can dry it with a paper towel. And again, repeat what we did earlier. Use a knife, cut the tip to tip. Roll it over, grab the split end, and just slowly peel back the casing. And then you can finish cooking the, the skinless sausages. So there's two ways to do it, but it is easier to, to work with if it is uncooked. And a little extra tip there, stick it in the freezer for maybe 10, 15 minutes before you do it, just to prevent the inside from sticking uh, to the outside. You can uh, That meat from sticking to the uh, sausage. So we do have a few ideas for you, like using that uncased sausage, whether it's hot or sweet, for stuffed shells or any item like that, whether it's a lasagna, any pasta dish where you're going to be stuffing it with meat, you want it out of the casing. And this particular one, let's offer up some butternut squash and sausage stuffed shells. How does that sound? Five cups of peeled butternut squash cut into one-inch cubes. Three tablespoons of extra virgin olive oil divided. 32 uncooked jumbo pasta shells is about what you'll stuff in here. Three-quarter pound of bulk hot Italian sausage. If you don't want the hot, you can use the sweet. Um, and again, those are on sale right now, $5.99 a pound. Two cups of finely chopped sweet onion, divided. One package of baby kale salad. Uh, eight ounce of crumbled goat cheese. Four cloves of garlic minced. One um, carton of chopped up tomatoes, drained. You're looking for about 24 ounces of tomatoes. Chop them and don't keep them, don't drain them. Let that sauce uh, in the liquids hang around. Two tablespoons of some fresh sage, one tablespoon of sugar, and a half a cup of fat-free half and half. And yes, half and half is on sale at Gore from Gorelick at Lowe General for three eighty-nine a quart. There's five easy steps here. Although stuffing a shell can be a little tricky, we'll try to guide you through that. Preheat your oven to four hundred on a foil-lined baking sheet. Toss the squash with that tablespoon with one tablespoon of olive oil. Uh, roast that squash, stirring it halfway through. It'll come out nice and tender. It'll just start to caramelize in about 40 minutes or so. Transfer it over to a large bowl and just give it a rough mashing. You're not pureeing it here, but, you know, you can use a hand masher here. And meanwhile, while you're hand mashing it, reduce your oven heat to 350. Meanwhile, cook your pasta as you normally would and drain that pasta. And then get out your large nonstick skillet over a medium-high heat. Cook the sausage and that one additional cup of onion here. Uh, crumbling your meat sausage 
and let it cook until it's no longer pink. Add in some of that baby kale and let that kale tenderize. That's only about three to five minutes. And then mix in the squash and stir in four ounces of that goat cheese. Now, in that same skillet, heat your remaining olive oil. And whatever you got left for your onion, go ahead, throw it in there and let it cook together. That's only going to take about five minutes to soften up. You can add in the remainder of your garlic. You're going to cook again, stir it for another minute more, let it, let it simmer together. Then add in the tomatoes, the sage, the sugar, bring it back to a boil. Reduce the heat and let it simmer and give it an occasional stirring as you do when you, when you reduce or simmer anything until that sauce becomes nice and thick. And that'll be approximately 15 minutes. Now this dish will need some cooling time, only about five minutes. Let it cool and then pulse in a blender until it is combined. And that is your stuffing for your shells. You're going to add a little half and half and continue to pulse it until it's smooth. Add a little bit of half a half at a time. Check it. And you're only going to add enough until it comes out smooth. And then pour half of the sauce into grease. Three, 13 by 9 baking dish, whether it's metal. I use the, the, the glass. I think they call it Pyrex glass. Uh, and then you have your, your mixture. You get out your stuffed shells, uh, your shell pastas that you've cooked and softened. And stuff each shell with about two tablespoons of this squash mixture. Um, somebody was telling me that they use a ice cream scoop to measure out theirs. That's another method that you can use as well. Uh, pour the remaining tomato sauce over the shells as you stuff them, arrange them in a baking dish. And uh, again, pour the remaining tomato sauce over the shells, top with whatever you got left of the goat cheese, and let it bake covered until it starts to bubble. And you'll probably notice that in about 20, 25 minutes or so. At that point, uh, remove cover, let it bake for another 10 minutes, and then let it stand and settle and cool a good 10 minutes, actually, before serving so that when you do serve them out, they don't just simply fall apart into the plate and you call it goulash. No, we want a nice stuffed shell, and one of the keys to that is letting it stand for about 10 minutes before serving them out of that baking dish. And that's just a little something for the uh, spring and summer months, butternut squash and sausage stuffed shells. And again, the choice is yours, whether it is hot or sweet. And here's one more quick one for a delicious little treat that you'll have around and be popping into your mouth about sausage cheese puffs. A delicious and spicy golden morsel. You can either have it for breakfast, lunch, or a yummy appetizer throughout the day. It's just four simple ingredients here. You're going to need a pound of bulk Italian sausage. Again, the choice is yours. Sweet or hot, five ninety nine a pound at Little General Stores. Three cups of biscuit or baking mix. Four cups of shredded cheddar cheese. The sharpness is up to you, but I would stick with a mild. Then three-quarter cup of water. And the directions are simple. Preheat your oven to 400 in a large skillet. Cook that sausage over medium heat until the meat is no longer pink. That's only about five or seven minutes. And again, this is out of the casings. We covered how to do that and just break that sausage into crumbles. I actually use uh, one of those frying pan um, uh, dicers that you would use for like Hamburg. I used that with the sausage I did last night. Dina had a sausage dish. I had chicken dish. Uh, so, yeah, two meals cooked last night at the, at Gilson Avenue. On uh, a large bowl, combine the biscuit mix and cheese. Stir in the sausage. 
Add water and toss with a fork until it becomes moistened and then shape them into one and a half inch balls. Place them two inches apart in an ungreased baking dish. That sausage will provide plenty of grease for you. Bake it until it's puffed and golden brown, roughly 12 to 15 minutes. And then take them out and cool them on, on some wire racks like you do a cookie or, or a cake. And once they are cooled, it's simple. Just pop them into your mouth and enjoy. Whether it's sweet or spicy, these sausage cheese puffs will delight. So bon appetit, everybody. Thanks for being part of Recipe for a Good Day. Chef Gary will return next week. And hopefully we offered you some ideas of what to do with some of the great sale items at Little General Convenience Stores. Your convenience store with more and sponsor of Recipe for a Good Day. So don't forget the sale items, including your 99-cent chicken leg quarters, now through close of business Sunday. Cube steak, $5.99 a pound. And those petite sirloin steaks, they're fine to cook just the way they are with a little bit of salt and pepper for $5.99 a pound. Little General Convenience Stores, keeping the deals going for you this summer. And we will do it again next week, another edition next Wednesday at 9.05. Till then, bon appetit.